wanted to take a few minutes today and just talk to you a little bit about the blessing that has uh, come upon the United States and, um, and why God has blessed us as he has. Someone has uh, said that if the world was a global village, in other words, if you take this over six billion people and reduce it down to a village of 100 people, the United States would comprise about four and a half percent, four uh, four point five people. So we make up um, population-wise about four and a half percent of the of the world. So if there's a hundred people in the whole world, we'd be four and a half of. But that four and a half people has over half of the money, the goods, and the services. And that that 4.5 people, in other words, uh, out of 100 people, that four and a half people also live on an average of twice as long. So we are a blessed country. Genesis chapter 12, um, verse 1 2, God speaks to Abraham and he says, I will make you a great nation and bless you, make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. There's a reason God blesses us. It is so that you will be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Uh, now some have taken that verse and made it all about modern day Jews returning to the political nation of Israel, modern day Israel. But sometimes I wonder if they read the New Testament. Because the Apostle Paul interprets Genesis 12-2 in no uncertain terms. And I want to give you Paul's interpretation of Genesis 12-2. It's not about modern-day Israel. What is it about? Well, give me Galatians 3, verse 7. Look at this. Understand that those who believe are children of Abraham. Those who believe are the children of Abraham. For the scriptures, and here he quotes Genesis 12 too, foresaw God would justify the Gentiles by faith. And he announced the gospel when he said to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. <laughs> He's not talking about modern day Israel at all. He's talking about when God said, I will bless you, and, and that blessing will flow through you to other nations. Paul says God was talking about the gospel, which would come through Abraham because the gospel, the Messiah, Christ, was a descendant of Abraham. Savior of the world was a descendant of Abraham. 
And so when God said, I will bless you, he's talking about the gospel. That's what uh, Galatians 3, verse 8, he says, he announced the gospel when he said to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith in Christ are blessed with Abraham, the man of faith. Now that is what Paul says Genesis 12 is talking about. I'm going to have to go with Paul on this. Amen? We've got to go with the apostle. See, the greatest blessing you can have is the gospel. What if you got rich? But what is the point of driving a Mercedes Benz off of a cliff? Does it really matter if it's a Mercedes or a Pinto? You're going off a cliff. What does it matter if you have a mansion but you're locked up in it while it burns? The greatest blessing is not external, but the blessing of the gospel by which we have peace with God and sins forgiven. That's the great blessing. And that's what Paul says. That when God said, I will bless you, Abraham, and through you blessing will flow to everyone, Paul said God was really talking about the gospel there flowing through Abraham, flowing through the Jews, flowing through Christ, and flowing through the the Jewish scriptures. And God has called us to bless. God wants to bless us. 1 Peter 3.9 Don't return evil for evil, but on the contrary, return blessing for evil. Knowing you were called to this. Called to, what is this? To bless just bless people. You were called to this so that you might inherit a blessing. We are blessed and we bless others and we are blessed again. Bless means to favor. It means mercies. It means uh, comfort. It means help. It means strength. It means uh, it, it can mean uh, finances if that's what your need is. Uh, but, but God's blessing comes it primarily though means God's presence, God's forgiveness, God's mercy, God's strength to us. And when the blessing comes to us, we are then to release that and let it flow through us. That's why he said to Abraham, I will bless you and you'll be a blessing. Blessing must not stop with us. It must. It starts with God, comes to us, flows through us. If we become a blessing, God says through Isaiah the prophet that that will actually stop our judgments. Isaiah 65.8, the prophet Isaiah said, uh, it's like this, when juice is found in a cluster of grapes and men say, don't destroy it, there's a blessing in it, so I will do on behalf of my servants, I won't destroy them all. Isaiah, what a great verse. 
See, God is pictured here as bringing judgment on Old Testament Israel. And he says, however, as I go through and I'm destroying the vines, I come across a cluster of grapes that has juicing. God says, wait, don't destroy that cluster. There's good in it. There's blessing in it. There's juice in it. Say that. In other words, if there's a blessing in it that it is ready to give away and be a blessing to others, he says, that will spare my chase, chastening hand. It's an amazing verse. God comes to us with the greatest of blessings, the gospel, but, but he showers our life with blessings. Let me give you some of the blessings that God has given to us. Uh, he's given us life, breath. If you're breathing today, you're blessed. Acts 17, 24, God who made the world and everything in it is Lord of heaven and earth. He is not served by human hands like he needed something, but because it is he who gives to all men life and breath and everything else. Acts 17, 25. He gives to you life and breath. See, you had all those breaths before I brought it up, and God was just blessing you, blessing you. You lost count. He gives you abilities, skills. A lot of you can do things, work on cars, fix buildings. Fix motors. A lot like me. I can do all those things. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> he gives you mental health. How many is thankful for mental health today? <laughs> How many has mental health? Listen to 2 Timothy 1.7. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. If you're not in an institution, you ought to be praising God. Actually, praising God will keep you out of institutions. He gives you physical health. Psalm 103, verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all His benefits. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. Notice that He forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And many of us have been sick, but we got better. He heals all our diseases. He gives you mobility. The ability to move around. Acts 17, 28. In Him we live and we move have our existence. We live and move. Did you know the ability to move comes from God? To walk around? If you don't believe that, there's plenty of people that you can see who are bedridden. God gives us the ability to move. He gives us families. Psalm 68, verse 6. He sets the solitary person 
into a family. Psalm 68.6. He gives us forgiveness. And I, I hate to put that one in the middle of all this, but this, this one is the, so important. But Ephesians 1.7, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. How wonderful is that? He gives us freedom to worship, freedom to be out of prison. Isaiah 51, 14 says that the fearful prisoner will soon be set free. He will not die in a dungeon. He will not lack bread, for I am the Lord your God. God's kept us out of jail. Or maybe He's got us out of jail. I won't ask for a show of hands on that. The blessing of freedom from war. Freedom from war. In so many places in the earth, war is an acceptable, daily, common reality. I have never in my lifetime heard a single bomb go off. I don't even know of a time in our history when anybody was ever able to penetrate the protection of the United States and shoot a missile into our territory. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know of any time. I mean, they can capture a plane, drive it into a building, but I don't know of anybody who's ever dropped a bomb on the United States. In our history, we don't know about war. War is somewhere else across the sea. But there are people who live with it every day. Listen to Psalm 46, verse 9. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and and arrow. He burns the shields in fire. So be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. He makes wars cease. God has blessed America with peace and security and safety. He blesses us with finances. Um, that, that statistic I gave you at the beginning, that four and a half percent of the population of the world owns over half the goods and services and finances. It's a nation of money. In other words, if you are a citizen, no matter how poor you are, you are in the top 4% of the world in riches. And here's what the Bible says, Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember, it is the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the ability to obtain wealth. He's the one who did that. We are all rich people. We're in the top 4% of the world, even if we're at the poorest. I hesitated on giving you this illustration. It's kind of corny. But I thought I'd give you this woman and her dogs. Did y'all see this? Gail Posner. She left 
like $11 million to her chihuahua. <laughs> How'd you like to stand before God when there are 26,000 children dying of starvation every day in the world and you just left 20, you just left $11 million to your dog? Actually, I was thinking, it kind of inspired me to leave all of my money to my cat. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. Oh, goodness. I, I asked Nick, um, Nick, as part of his income, goes around to these places and uh, dumpsters and finds items that are thrown out and sells them on eBay. Nick, come and tell us what all you found. Just to show you how much excess is in one of the one of the poorest areas, people would say, economy-wise, in the country. Fun. I'm actually kind of surprised you wanted me to share this. Um, I actually had to make a list, and I, this is just stuff I thought of today, this morning. And this is probably just stuff I found in the past year or so. But it's it's insane what these people throw out. Let me start. I found a 47-inch flat-screen TV. We actually watched the fight last night on it. Um, HP laptop computer that I use every day. Uh, a, about 20, 30 coffee makers. And most of them worked. Um... Those I sell a lot on eBay. Uh, brand new vacuum. So it's pretty cheap to do uh, Mother's Day or uh, anniversaries. I just go find one of those green bins behind the stores and get free stuff for her. I found her watches and I found her necklaces and earrings. And, and most of it's either brand new or maybe it was used once or twice. Um, kitchen, Our kitchen table. Um, and all the stools. Um, two other tables that are in our house. Toaster ovens, toasters, bread makers, uh, whole leather furniture set, uh, couch, love seat, chair. None of them, no rips, nothing wrong with them. Um, and complete bedroom outfit that we have. Uh, five, over, at least five dressers. Uh, most of them are in my kids' rooms now. Uh, I actually find trash cans in the trash, those stainless steel ones. Um, our, our monitor is a 22-inch Dell monitor. found that. That works good. Um, seven different game systems like the Xbox, PlayStation 2s, with games and controllers. Uh, tons of lamps, um, exercise equipment, printers, filing cabinets, toys for my kids. Uh, DVD players, those juicers, coffee. I actually find coffee, um, pictures, picture frames. We found a 65-inch Sony TV. Um, that was pretty heavy to move. Uh, and hundreds of pounds of candy, perfectly good, and many, many other things. But this is just stuff that uh, the stores just throw out every day, and it's just amazing. Someone joked with me, they said... Uh, well, when you were in Mexico, did you, because we went to Mexico about a month ago, they're like, did you check their dumpsters? It's like, 
No, because you know in Mexico you're not going to find anything like that. So it's just amazing. And it's pretty much a daily thing that uh, to find different stuff all the time. <laughs> I am proud of my son-in-law. He's feeding my grandchildren and my daughter from dumpsters. <laughs> but God's blessed him. And is evidently, he has blessed this area. The poorest areas are still in that 4%. Now turn over to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Let me show you this, this uh, verse because <clears throat> here's how if the gospel is the greatest blessing and we are to be a blessing, he blesses us so we can be a blessing. Here are the four like concentric circles that Jesus gave in Acts 1.8. Let me just read this. Acts 1 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in that is of the gospel, which is the greatest blessing. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, number two, Judea, all Judea, number three, Samaria, and number four, uttermost parts of the earth, end of the earth. Those are the four ever expanding areas by which the blessing is to come to us and flow out from us. This is why God has blessed America. This is why God blesses us. This is why we are in the top 4% of the world. Uh, and let me just give you these uh, uh, comment on these four areas and then uh, I want to uh, draw it to a close. What are these four areas? First, he says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. We're to bless in Jerusalem. That means your home base. We're to... We're to bless right here in this local congregation. That, this is our Jerusalem. Right? And don't underestimate the importance of beginning first in Jerusalem. The mission field is not just across the sea. We are in a mission field here. And, and remember, uh, folks, of over 200 nations in the earth, that the United States is the third largest unchurched population center in the world. We're the only people who have more unchurched, lost people than the United States is India and China. We have more, because we have over 300 in the United States, about 225 are unchurched people. That means we have more lost people in the U.S. than Russia does. This is, this is a mission center. So when you're in the United States, don't look at all these churches, all of them that run 50, and think, well, you know, folks, we're in a, we're in a county that has four to 500,000 people. If all the churches were full on a Sunday morning, they would only hold about 15,000, 20,000 people. If all the churches were full. So we have an obligation, number one, to be a blessing here in our own Jerusalem. 
to maintain, give to, support, help, serve here in Jerusalem. Number two, all Judea. Now, what is that? Well, that means you widen it out so that Judea is outside your locale. Now, what we've done uh, at Bristol Road and here together is that we are trying to help uh, a congregation uh, led by one of our young men at the University of Michigan Flint that is widening our testimony. Because we have to. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come on you and here's what here's the direction. First, at home. Second, all Judea. Widen it out. University of Michigan Flint is the fastest growing public university in Michigan. They'll have almost 8,000 students this coming fall. They're building dorms. In fact, it's probably going to transform downtown. And we have a church service led by Matt Leon, one of our young, young men who's been with me for years. And he has service over there every Sunday at 1 o'clock. And we should support, we should pray for, you should know about it. I know some of you didn't even know about it. But I want you to know about it. I want you to pray for him. Pray he gets a wife. <laughs> That's one thing you can pray for. But he is in a tremendous opportunity there, plugged in to all those college students. Then he says, third is Samaria. What is that? Well, Samaria was cross-culture. For, for Jewish people, you didn't even go to Samaria. You, you had to... Those were racially different, culturally different, geographically different groups. And Jesus said, go to those two. These are people you would not hang out with, you would not go out and... You have to do it intentionally, in obedience to the Lord. So that's something we need to do. Think about that. And then finally, ends of the earth. Uttermost parts of the earth. That simply means that there can be no area of this world that is untouched with the gospel. That if we truly follow His agenda, the agenda, the program of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will not only do here at home, but we will spread out to our, our Judea, our countywide, crossing cultures and racial boundaries, and even go into remotest areas. I got an email... Um, from a pastor, missionary in Pakistan. Give me Victor. Give me Victor and April Samuel. These are missionaries to Pakistan. A a April is actually a, a, a U.S. citizen from Pennsylvania, but they have a beautiful family. They—I don't even remember the name of the city. They're in a large city, but folks, they have to actually hide on occasions. Because the, it's 99.9% .9 Muslim. And Muslims will go on a rampage. And at, uh, last summer, they had to actually send April back to the States for her safety. These are missionaries in some of the most populated areas of Pakistan. And in the last three or four years, 
they have this little church in the, and it has tripled in attendance. They've been reaching people with the gospel. This past month, I got an email from him. He said, just to the pastors who pray for us, think about us, we need air conditioners. In our little church, we can't meet outside for obvious reasons. He said, in our church, it's so packed and it's 120 degrees. And we desperately, we actually have people who will pass out. In order for us to continue to meet and worship, we just need air, somebody to buy us some air conditioners. I, I emailed him and asked him how much it would cost to put air conditioners in this building. He said $200. And I wrote him back and I said, you know, we meet every Sunday in air conditioned buildings. And we don't even need them. We don't get to 120. But I said, we'll do our best to get you some air conditioners. Why? We are so blessed. We are so blessed. We have abilities in life and mental health and physical health and mobility, families, freedom and freedom from war and finances and forgiveness. Why does God... Is it all about me? No. It is to come to me that it might flow through me. Blessed to be a blessing.